Welcome to Spiritual Counsel by J.K. Popham. Today we go all the way back to May 1935. The subject is the Royal Jubilee of King George V. When asked recently if I intended to notice in our friendly companion magazine the Empire celebrations on May the 6th, I replied that it had not occurred to me to do so. But the question set me thinking about it, and I concluded that it would be proper to join in the proposed celebration. The difficulty in doing so is before me, as it may very well be before many of you. When we consider the National Church as being all but in the hands of Rome, Anglo-Catholicism is but a thin covering to blind many who perhaps would strongly object to naked Romanism, then the, if possible, worse condition of the great bodies of non-conformists, largely modernists, Next, the appalling profanation of the Lord's Day and the all but universal following of what is called pleasure. The difficulty of uniting in the smallest degree is great. Notwithstanding, I believe all who fear God may properly unite in the thanksgiving which will be offered on the day appointed. The reason for this view of the matter is founded on the word of God. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Saviour. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Now none of the kings of that time were what men now call Christian kings. Yet the Lord's people are exhorted to pray for them, to be subject to them, and render to them their due. Honour all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the king. Thus commanded by Holy Scripture, let us give honour to whom honour is due. 
It is a matter for thankfulness that we have a king. Throughout the scriptures, a realm ruled by a king is the recognized form of government. It is typical of Christ and his kingdom. Our king is, as far as his Protestant oath goes, the representative of the Protestantism of the nation, including the national church. Therefore, we may join the nation in singing the national anthem, God save the king. We have a pure court. England could not always boast of that. Let us unite in thanksgiving to God for that mercy and example. Our king has manifested great qualities in time of national danger and need. He was more than once in the zone of danger during the Great War. In our recent financial strait and great need of national economy and liberality, the king set a fine example. The king feels and shows a tender sympathy with his suffering subjects, an excellence not to be overlooked or forgotten. For these good qualities, let us all unite on May the 6th with any public thanksgiving which may be ordered, while studiously avoiding the worldly part of the great programme we shall see on all sides. Thus far we may go, giving honour to whom honour, and so prove ourselves loyal subjects. To me it has always been a great pleasure to see the three sovereigns in whose reigns I have lived. It was an intense pleasure to me to see Queen Victoria and hear her speak. The voice lives in my memory. I cannot, ought not, to conclude this letter without setting before you all a painful fact in the reign of our noble king. The measure of our loyalty will be the measure of our pain and grief that the king has set an evil example to his Protestant subjects by his profession of friendship and goodwill for the Pope. Also, you must have felt sorry to see in the papers that the king does not properly regard the Lord's Day. For these remarks I have the sanction and example of the word of God. The sins of the kings in scripture are set before us, and they are confessed. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he has set before us by his servants, the prophets. 
for the sins of our king and princes may we be enabled by the great and holy God to be sorry and yet be subject in heart to him as the power ordained of God. Still, let us be thankful for our great heritage, even that we are British people, the admiration and envy of the world, that we have judges who administer justice without political influence. Finally, I will call your attention to him by whom kings reign and princes decree justice, even the King of kings and Lord of lords. On his shoulders is the government not only of his chosen and redeemed church, but of the universe. The worlds he created he upholds. He sits as king and chooses the way of man in whom it is not to direct his own steps. It is in him we all live and move and have our being. He it is who gives fruitful seasons and fills the heart of men with food and gladness. Thus he has not left himself without witness. After this universal kingship, beyond it, above it, in glory, is the Redeemer's efficacious work on the cross. By this, sinners are snatched as brands from the burning. Eternal life is given them. They are sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. The Lord grant you may be of that blessed number. Thus and thus only you will crown as Lord of all the adorable God-man, the King of kings and Lord of lords. God grant that you may know the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. I pray for you, and would fain be made a spiritual blessing to you. I am your affectionate friend, J.K. Popham, Brighton, May. 1935
like, follow, and subscribe to Spiritual Council and share it with your friends and family. That's all for this episode. So until next time, goodbye.